0: No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the through to Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we'll conclude this message on the two and a half tribes of Israel who wanted to settle in the land on the east side of the Jordan River and its application for us. We hope you'll join us now as Pastor Daryl continues in numbers on Simply the Bible. The children of Israel were on the brink of crossing over the Jordan River and entering the promised land. But while they were on the east side, the tribes of Reuben and Gad decided that they wanted to stay put. They approached Moses with their request. At first, Moses accused them of discouraging the hearts of their countrymen. But then they offered to cross over the Jordan and fight with the other tribes until they all received their inheritance. After that, they would cross back over and live on the east side of the Jordan. Their only condition was that they first be allowed to build fortified cities for their families and fences for their livestock. We pick it up in Numbers 32, 20. Then Moses said to them, If you do this thing, if you arm yourselves before the Lord for the war, And all your armed men cross over the Jordan before the Lord until he has driven out his enemies from before him, and the land is subdued before the Lord. Then afterward you may return and be blameless before the Lord and before Israel, and this land shall be your possession before the Lord. The plan seemed reasonable to Moses and satisfied his main concern that these two tribes would not discourage the hearts of the other tribes. Therefore, Moses granted to them the land that they desired on the condition that they armed themselves for war and fought on the other side of the Jordan until the Lord drove out his enemies before him. This gives us insight into how to fight the battles we face. Our job is to arm ourselves before the Lord. The Apostle Paul puts it this way in Ephesians 6:11 put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil for we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world against mighty powers in this dark world and against evil spirits in the heavenly places you are in a spiritual battle. You can't change that fact. All you can do is to prepare yourself by putting on the full armor of God and standing firm in the evil day. But the good news is that the battle belongs to the Lord. And if you will do your part to arm yourself, then God will do His part to defeat His enemies. Just make sure that you're fighting the Lord's battles and not your own. Verse 23, but if you do not do so, then take note you have sinned against the Lord, and be sure your sin will find you out. God had told Moses that he would not enter the promised land and would soon die. Therefore, Moses wouldn't be around to make sure that they kept their word. If they didn't, then they would be sinning against the Lord, and their sin would find them out. Notice that Moses didn't say that their sin would be found out, but that their sin would find them out. In other words, their sin would overtake them. Sooner or later, sin will surface and the consequences will be unavoidable. James wrote in his letter, When desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. The Apostle Paul wrote in Galatians 6, 7, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked, for whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. On the one hand, this should call us to be careful what we sow. If we are sowing to please our flesh, then we will reap corruption. But if we sow to please the Spirit, then we will reap life and peace. On the other hand, this should also help us not to fret when the wicked seem to prosper. Because in the end, nobody gets by with nothing. Everything is exposed before the one to whom we will all give an account. Verse 24, build cities for your little ones and folds for your sheep and do what has proceeded out of your mouth. Now, their families and flocks would be protected from immediate invasion. But what would become of them in the future? As we shall see, after the men returned from fighting on the west side of the Jordan, they would build an altar on the east side, not for sacrifices, but as a memorial that their descendants had the right to worship at the tabernacle on the west side of the Jordan. But the fact that they did this revealed that they recognized there was a barrier that existed between their families and the tabernacle on the other side. We may be able to settle in the prosperity of this world and handle it ourselves. But what about our children? Is our affluence creating a hindrance between our children and their worship of God? Is it compromising their spirituality? Verse 25, And the children of Gad and the children of Reuben spoke to Moses, saying, Your servants will do as my Lord commands. Our little ones, our wives, our flocks, and all our livestock will be there in the cities of Gilead. But your servants will cross over every man armed for war before the Lord to battle, just as my Lord says. Your servants will do as my Lord commands, is what they said. And to their credit, they would keep the promise that they made to Moses. So Moses gave command concerning them to Eleazar the priest, to Joshua the son of Nun, and to the chief fathers of the tribes of the children of Israel. And Moses said to them, if the children of Gad and the children of Reuben cross over the Jordan with you, every man armed for battle before the Lord and the land is subdued before you, then you shall give them the land of Gilead as a possession. But if they do not cross over armed with you, they shall have possessions among you in the land of Canaan. Moses made sure that Joshua and the elders understood the terms of the agreement. Then the children of Gad and the children of Reuben answered, saying, As the Lord has said to your servants, so we will do. We will cross over armed before the Lord into the land of Canaan, but the possession of our inheritance shall remain with us on this side of the Jordan. They promised to do not only what Moses said, but more importantly, to do what the Lord said. So Moses gave to the children of Gad, to the children of Reuben, into the half-tribe of Manasseh, the son of Joseph, the kingdom of Sihon, king of the Amorites, and the kingdom of Og, king of Bashan, the land with its cities within the borders, the cities of the surrounding country. Now here we learn that half the tribe of Manasseh had been silent partners in this agreement, probably because their entire tribe was not represented. They weren't mentioned earlier. Therefore, two and a half tribes of Israel would receive their inheritance on the east side of the Jordan River. In verses 34 through 38, we are given the names of the cities that Gad and Reuben built, the names of which are not particularly meaningful to us. And anyway... They're hard to pronounce. Verse 39. And the children of Machir, the son of Manasseh, went to Gilead and took it and dispossessed the Amorites who were in it. So Moses gave Gilead to Maker, the son of Manasseh, and he dwelt in it. Also Jair, the son of Manasseh, went and took its small towns and called them Havath Jair. Then Nobah went and took Kenath and its villages, and he called it Nobah after his own name. Of these names, Gilead is the most noteworthy, appearing in Scripture over seven hundred times. Reuben, Gad, and the half tribe of Manasseh got the land they wanted. But was it the best place for them to be? As we have seen before, there is God's permissive will and his perfect will. I believe God's perfect will was revealed already in this matter when he told the entire nation to cross the Jordan River and possess the land of Canaan, the land of milk and honey that he was giving to them, his promise to their forefathers. No doubt one of the reasons was that the Jordan River offered a natural barrier against foreign invasion. These two-and-a-half tribes would not have the benefit of this protection. Consequently, generations later, when the northern kingdom went into Assyrian captivity, the tribes living on the east side of the Jordan were the first to be deported. They were also among the first to engage in idolatry. Concerning the two and a half tribes living east of the Jordan, we read in First Chronicles 5.25, And they were unfaithful to the God of their fathers and played the harlot after the gods of the peoples of the land, whom God had destroyed before them. So the God of Israel stirred up the spirit of Pul, king of Assyria, that is, Tiglath-Pileser, king of Assyria, He carried the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh into captivity. We may not understand why God does what he does. We may not like how he is dealing with us. But we can be confident that he will withhold no good thing from those whom he loves. All his commandments are either to protect us from harm or to provide for us what is best. So don't settle on the other side of the Jordan. Resist the natural tendency toward comfort and complacency. If we allow ourselves to be led by our eyes rather than fixing our eyes on Christ, then we will surely miss out on God's best. And even if we can survive it spiritually, our family may not be able to handle it. That's what happened to Lot. He followed his eyes to Sodom, he was delivered at the last minute from destruction. But at what cost? He lost his wife, his sons-in-law, and all his possessions. It is better to fight the good fight with the people of God and remain as close to the Lord as you can be. Yes, there are giants to face and battles to fight on the west side of the Jordan. But there is also the glorious presence of Almighty God. And what in this world can compare with Him? So don't settle for second best. Rather, press on to lay hold of all that God has for you in the land of promise and everlasting blessing. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the through to bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. We hope you'll join us tomorrow as we continue through the book of Numbers on Simply the Bible.